Hello, and welcome to part two of my interview with my mom, Ann Adams. It is delightful to talk to her, and I hope you enjoy it. started a doctoral program so dad would watch you on Saturday mornings when I had class so do you think you learned then from the first pregnancy sort of feeling that isolation and sort of having that sense do you think then even though it was a year later after you'd given birth knowing well I'm going to need something in my life I'm not going to I'm not going to make it if I'm just working part-time and at home with a baby I need a doctoral program or I need to, like, do you think that that awareness came from that experience after having Lori of like, wow, I'm deeply, whatever the feeling was, lonely or overwhelmed or isolated or, and sort of, do you think the seed was planted then that so that after you did I have think, your second. Yeah, I think the awareness in experiencing it the first year, let's say, the first six months, first year of um, the isolation that comes not just from limited exposure at work if you're working part-time instead of full-time, but the impromptu ways that you connect with people isn't as available because your time is used in a different way back at home. So... I hadn't thought about it till you just asked this question about why I even applied for a doctoral program. I had the master's mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and I think it was the search for a community to be with mm-hmm. for a period of time over a two to four year period. Young kids at home. I have mm-hmm. young kids at home, but I'm out with two or th- an, a planned two or three times a week to pursue this particular academic professional goal. Mm-hmm. And I think that um, that met a need that I wasn't able to just garner up by saying I need it. It didn't manifest for it necessarily right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't continue with that group, which is of interest. I did not, uh, there wasn't anybody that I was so connected to, even though we'd go out for a drink after class or we'd go out for coffee after class to extend it for an hour to make it into a, this is hell, isn't it? What are you, go-? you know, this mm-hmm. kind of stuff. <laughs> Um, so you were able to secure child care, whether with dad or babysitters right. or that wasn't an issue. $15 a day. Oh boy. That's a bargain. <laughs> $30 a week for Tuesday, Thursday, when I taught at the university, Tuesday, Thursday. And then if I needed it in the evening, dad would be, uh, or a Saturday morning. I had a Saturday morning class one time, dad would be. And it always is of interest to me that once I had you, I had my, I was taking my final uh, comp, written comp test that you have to take. And I couldn't fit in the desk because I was pregnant with you. Uh-huh. It had one of those, you know, not they not mobile desktop of things. And I can remember trying to get in and figure out: Are you going to sit under it? Or are you going to? They be weren't over expecting it? a classroom of pregnant women. And um, the dissertation topic that I chose, which took an additional two years, was how do mothers of preschool children view how they're spending their time? 
as a mom to preschoolers? Do they view it as an achievement? This is a job that I have. I get rewards for what I'm doing. I get acknowledgement for what I'm doing. I feel good about who I am. Other people feel good about what I'm doing. Or is it meeting more of a need of nurturing and affiliation? Is it that it's a personal need that's being, that's, that the gratification is all internal as opposed to getting pats on the back or acclamations from other people? Or uh, So I spent two years with you in my uh, little carry-all thing. And we would go to preschools, and I would bring coffee and donuts, and I'd have the moms wait after they dropped off their kids at school. And we'd have coffee, a circle. We'd have a circle. And I had a friend and myself, another professional. She was a counselor for, uh, in the area, therapist in the area. She and I developed some projective uh, visual images of women um, we hired an artist. Uh, he he did the uh, the drawings for us. So we got it professionally produced, um, and it was in the uh, being uh, validated. In other words, you have to give it so many times before they'll give it an official validation. So I was using that as the instrument for women to respond to in circle. Uh, how did what did they see when they saw the picture of the mom wheeling the baby down, or what did they feel when they saw the picture of the mom? folding diapers, or what did they feel about with the, with the mom doing dishes and dad sitting at the table reading a paper, or what, just visual images that show typical, tradi very traditional roles, and every once in a while there'd be a slip in there of um, a verbal uh, affirmation by the male to the female, because at that time they were pretty much... Male-female uh, couples. Right. Um, and the conversations... Um, what, what I found out, professional women who had worked prior to having children viewed their role as a mother as an achievement. Mm. They, they reclassified it in their head, or it's in reality, that they had, this was a job, that they had, they had a job description, and they had ways that they could click off, did that well, did that well, did that well. Mm. The challenge for almost all of them were getting outside recognition. They could feel internally it was an achievement, but they weren't getting as much feedback externally. It hadn't come into the press yet that, hey, this is a full-time job. This isn't just something. Right. Here's $100,000. That's right. You, you had a baby money. and took well, care of it and yeah. kept it alive. Yeah. You're doing good work. Yeah. And um, it's you know it's a double payoff because obviously you feel you're caring, you're giving, you've got this little you know energy baby moving into toddler that is such a joy to be with. So there's a lot of uh, emotions tied to that. So some of the women were saying, well, it has to be an emotional thing you're feeling. It can't be an achievement until the, till they'd hear other women in the circle say, wait a minute, let's take a look at. We have a job description. This is something not everybody can do and do well. This is. Uh, did so they? Was, did mine? Did their minds change? Were they able? The women who hadn't thought of it as an accomplishment <clears throat> or something to be valued. It was just their life. It was just something they did. It was aha moments for a lot of them. They mm -hmm. hadn't had conversations about this before. This was new for them to even look at what they were doing and talk about it and have feelings about it and not be judged by what their feelings were. Mm -hmm. um, 
they also then found in the group, because I would lead the different nurseries, you know, the different nursery school programs, but they then had created a bond with two or three other moms that was different than what they had before they were allowed to have this conversation or if they allowed themselves to have this conversation with each other. So um, I think that seeking of people who are experiencing a similar event uh, and sharing viewpoints about it um, is very important for young moms. I, I found it really important. It's interesting that you facilitated that for other people but didn't necessarily have it for yourself mm-hmm. after, at least after your first birth. Right. And maybe that's why I did it. Mm-hmm. Maybe because I felt it was a need that I needed, mm-hmm. which is how I tend to function. If I think <laughs> people need to be ex- go details for explanation, I give details for explanation because <laughs> that's what I need. Yeah. Interesting. I had a couple specific questions for you. Actually, before I do that, I wanted to read to you what I thought was really funny. And it's basically the description of one of the hospitals here and how they describe their birthing center. So I want you to listen to it. This is current now? Current. Birthing suite amenities. Families begin their stay in one of our spacious family birth suites, a private, home-like setting where women are supported by nurses who specialize in labor and delivery. Our style of care means your birth experience can be tailored to include the wishes and traditions that are important to you. Our quiet, spa-like rooms accommodate both mom and her partner and include a queen bed, an in-room baby bathing area, in-room tubs, massaging showers, birthing balls, and guidance positioning of your body, helping to ease discomfort. We encourage parents to room in with their baby 24-7 and provide breastfeeding support. You can even enjoy an enhanced room service menu with organic and locally sourced options. So I was reading that this morning. (laughs) Holy moly, I wanted to hear the ocean slapping up against the sand. <laughs> if you open your windows, you too can enjoy the salt-free sea air. Oh, my. That's wow. a pretty big contrast. Very big contrast. Very big contrast. The You know, that birthing would be a spa-like adventure is amazing. I'd go and not have a baby. <laughs> If I could sign up and get all of those surfaces in the menu, that would be amazing. I remember a friend of ours uh, who had, 30 years ago, when she had her youngest child and she had a C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember her talking about her birthing experience and how different it was from... My birth, my giving birth. She had they had champagne. They had steak for dinner. What? They had yeah over on the North Shore, a North Shore at the hospital. hospital. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different hospital in Chicago. Different hospital than Chicago. Um, yeah, that was after after the birth, not before the birth, but after the birth. Steak mm-hmm. and champagne in the hospital. Yeah, that's pretty good for I the seventies, really yeah. right? 
She might have turned down the champagne, but I know she took the steak because I remember her saying, I want to go back there, if nothing else, for their steak because it was so good. <laughs> yeah. were, you, were you encouraged to eat during the labor? Do you know? Were you allowed to eat? I don't think so. I think they wanted you to empty your stomach and your bowels before mm-hmm. delivery. I know the nurse came out to me after my first boy, after Lori, and said, what did you eat? <laughs> I said a pound of sweet cherries. <laughs> she said, yeah, that's what we thought. <laughs> but of course, because I'm under, I had no awareness of all of that. So, yeah, that was funny. All right, I've got a list of questions here for your birth. We'll go with the first birth because that one sticks out. Best moment. Holding the baby. Biggest fear or scariest moment? Losing control. Right before the, you know, during the, during the height of the uh, labor. <clears throat> Losing control. Biggest surprise, positive. That I was a mother. Biggest surprise, disappointment. That my mom didn't come. How did it change your relationship to your body? I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm aware of any changes. Most proud of or what felt like an accomplishment you didn't know? That I was able to brew the baby. (laughs) Yeah. Getting it out. Getting it out. Yeah. Something you would have done differently. I would have asked for more support. Most helpful person. Tom's mom. Afterwards, mm-hmm. anyone during, where you're like, I oh, don't that one anybody. nurse. I that don't one remember nurse. anybody during. No. I don't remember a nurse coming by. I don't remember. Who drove a you to the hospital? Dad did. That time he came with me. <laughs> One time he dropped me off at the front door. Oh, God. Said he had to go to work. He'd see me later. No, he did not. He did. I had surgery, not for birthing, but for a surgery. Oh, God. Uh, that's another episode. Of it. <laughs> um, most helpful advice? Be patient and love yourself. I think I read that. I don't think anybody said that to me. But I did feel it. I didn't feel dislike or um, I felt a little scared when I was saying, I love being a mom, I love being a mom, I love being a mom. Um, Because I realized that what I was doing and what I was saying didn't match. (laughs) 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 And I think those are all the questions that I have for now. Do you have anything else you want to share about birthing or that whole environment in the 70s? I think, no, I don't. I was never judgmental of it when I was going through it. It was just, it was what it was. Nobody told me to expect something different uh, or what to expect that I would be disappointed in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I do feel now that I wish that there was more discussion about uh, hormones in your body. I wish there was more discussion about uh, affecting sexuality of who you are, and um, which is available now but wasn't pelvic floor, you know, rehab kind of stuff that um, it w- didn't, wasn't yet to be. So, um, yeah, I, was, I think it went fine. It went the way it needed to go. I'm done. Awesome. And so it is. Thanks for coming on the show. I'm very excited. Very first person to interview. Woo-hoo.